episode 80, Martin Rooney. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. Introducing YouthFit, the UK's first ever youth health and fitness summit, November 22nd on the Saturday, London Gatwick. Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, so we have an inspirational one, Martin Rooney. He's the man from Training for Warriors. Training for Warriors is a system, a fitness program used by hundreds of thousands, I was going to say thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to build muscle, burn fat, and get fit. I've been lucky enough to experience Training for Warriors firsthand with a session with Martin over in Vegas um, this year, actually. Built with the best athletes on the planet, can be used by anyone, and anyone that is looking to bring the warrior within all over the world now and martin spends his time going around spreading his message of training for warriors and just trying to help as many people as possible and just inspire and get them fit so firstly silly question martin but are you ready to awaken your alpha hey i not only am i ready but for anybody listening right now if you're in your car put both hands on the steering wheel if you're in your house make sure you're not by a wall that is uh, sheetrock because you may just run through it. So we are, I told him we are ready to spit fire. So let's see what everybody, let's see about bringing out this alpha right now, son. <laughs> Brilliant. As I say, there was, there was when Martin booked in the options of what time I was going to interview and there's either 4.30 or 8.30 at night, my time in England. And 8.30, my kids are supposed to be sleeping. So I knew he couldn't come on then because even in my house, even if I hid away in the furthest corner, he would wake up my kids. So, uh, <laughs> I've been looking forward to having him on for a long time. Uh, I met him, sort of met him and his wife, actually. I think it was your wife's birthday when you was yeah, yeah. in Vegas, an event. And again, we had us, you had us up early morning before the event doing some training, which was absolutely awesome. And then you spoke on stage. And the thing that jumped out to me was instantly very clear example of you get out what you put in and you put in so much into the into your talk into your it was you was not to say you were going through the motions is is couldn't be further from the truth and we all know people who go through the motions they might have done this quite a long but this look it looked like it was you brought the enthusiasm this was almost your first time on stage and you just had the skills but the enthusiasm just poured off the stage and i everyone in the audience was just fired up so that was that was brilliant and part of the reason i'm like right eventually you're going to be on the show. So this is, this is it. <laughs> well, well, Hey, Adam, one thing I'll say, it's pretty interesting. You hit a nail on the head for everybody listening. If you want to, one little secret, if you want to be the alpha, I think, and it's something that I've been working on a lot lately. This it's this word in my head. I've been using interaction, interaction. So every interaction you have with somebody from buying your coffee in the morning to giving a speech on stage in front of 500 people like that. Every one of those interactions adds up. It becomes cumulative. So you said, Hey, wow, it looked like you really, you weren't going through the motions. Yeah. Nothing is through the motions. Like what everybody is going to figure out is there are no ordinary moments. There are no ordinary interactions. Every one of them has legs that you may never know what it does. So for instance, look, I give that speech that inspires you. Now you got me on this call. Somebody's listening is going to get inspired. Maybe they go home, inspire their kid. Their kid becomes the next prime minister. And you never know. But if it was to just go through the motions, I'll tell you this for anybody listening, just go through the motions and you can pretty much guarantee yourself the opposite of being the alpha. And I guess that definition would be mediocre, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's a disease that plagues many of us because of exactly what you said I did. And here is the coolest part. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to have PhDs. You don't have to have been born with money. 
anybody can be more enthusiastic and treat every interaction importantly. And if you do those things, man, soon I'll be listening to your podcast on, <laughs> on the call next. No, absolutely brilliant because I completely agree. You, you, we've all, I'm sure we've all met someone who's maybe got a bit of a reputation and they, sort of, they may turn up and it may be the first time you've ever met them, but they've got all this reputation behind them. So they think they can just turn up and that's enough. But you've got to bring it every single second, every single day, because that could be the first time someone's ever come across you and they're thinking, well, who's this guy? And they will say, oh, this is so-and-so. But, you know, I only, you've got to rate people on their current performance. And yeah, well done if you were, you were really inspirational last week, but this is the first time I've met you. And if, you know, like you say, if you just turn up and going through the motions, but if, you're, if you want to be the alpha, if you want to be the training for Warriors and take it to another level, it's just, just not good enough. <laughs> Absolutely. And hey, what are we talking about there? A very important ability, and that is responsibility. So hey, there were 500 people there, man. I, I, I was responsible for a performance. And uh, actually, I guess one of my secrets is I treat every one of them like it's the most important thing in the world. So a little another piece of my philosophy is I always say, my goal is to make the most important thing the most important thing. So right now, the most important thing in the whole world to me is this call. And that's why I was sending you so many emails to make sure <laughs> we're on time, what we got to do and how we're going to do this. And then, hey, what's the next most important thing? It's going to be the thing that I eat after this. And then it's going to be the workout I get after that. And then it'll be the people that I train after that. And then it'll be spending time with my kids and then getting enough sleep. And if you spend enough of your time making the most important thing the most important thing for enough days and then enough weeks and enough months and enough years in a row, there is nothing that isn't possible. And, and I used to, it's funny, I used to say a lot of these things, but now uh, being the age that I am and, and the things that I've been able to achieve now, it's not just saying them anymore, it's, it's believing them because they work. It's very easy to say these things, but you just walking the walk is just a massive difference. And you can, uh, you can quite quickly see someone who's sort of, uh, trying to appear like they're doing these things. And it, it, it's not easy, and you, it is a habit. And one, But once you get into that habit, like most habits, good or bad, they're hard to break. And uh, I think you're definitely in this habit of just bringing it. <laughs> well, hey, hey, and here's the thing. Well, what's the, what's the alternative? Doing your worst? So, <laughs> hey, the, the key is, hey, every day, giving your best, I mean, what else is there? I'm at this point in my life, hey, I, I've been there. Hey, when I was in my 20s, maybe I didn't always give my best, but now as time becomes so much more valuable to me and precious because I don't have as much of it, not only understanding I don't have as much for the rest of my life, but I'm so busy now that every one of those seconds has become much, much more valuable to me. And I'm going to, I'm going to extract or, you know, choke the life out of as much as I can from each day. And, uh, that again, it's, it's, it's giving your maximum, even when the minimum is expected. And it doesn't take any more energy. Like you said, it's just a habit that you eventually become that habit when you do it enough. And, and, uh, Hey, that's part of the philosophy and the message that I'm trying to spread with training for warriors. And it's interesting that we're talking about it because training for warriors, people think, Oh, it's a fitness thing or it's a program, but no, no, every day, every session, there are concepts like these that we cover because I don't think they're being covered at universities or schools or, or, or even churches anywhere for people that where are they going to learn to become more? And, uh, that's ultimately what my mission is to do now. Physical exercise is the vehicle I'm using, but, Ultimately, if everybody hears this message, hey, we're not going to talk about push-ups and jumping jacks today. We're going to talk about the little things that can make you great so that then if you apply them to push-ups or you apply them to your work or your job, you can become more. And uh, hey, and really, I, that's why I love the title of the show because everybody wants to be that. 
but not everybody wants to do the things it takes to get there. Or they might say, I don't know how to get there. Well, I'll guarantee if you listen to this 30 minutes over and over and, and implement some of the things we've already talked about, you'll be there way faster than you think. Definitely. I mean, we jumped straight into it so quickly. Is there anything you wanted to add to your bio? I, everybody can always check me out. I hate talking about yeah. it, but hey, besides the fitness stuff, where I got my start, I was a therapist and a collegiate athlete, but I was on a U.S. bobsled team. I've trained hundreds and hundreds of pros in every major sport, professional sports teams, and a lot of the top military organizations and consult for Fortune 500 companies and business too. So, you know, pretty varied. So I don't want everybody to think, hey, I'm just some fitness guy. I've gotten to do a lot of, a lot of really interesting things, 26 countries in the last three years that I've presented and visited. But uh, ultimately, hey, if people want to find out more, they can go to trainingforwords.com because I want to talk right now about making them better. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I want to talk firstly, though, before we get too much into it, I want to, because this is, you are on a mission and you are, like you say, this last year or two, you really started to ramp up. You are all over the globe and on the move. I want to know your origins. Where are you originally from? How do you get from Little Martin to <laughs> this? What is in front of me now? Wait, I, don't, you, I don't want to put a layer on it now. <laughs> you, just, you, just hit a, you just hit a funny nerve right there because, hey, for the first 20 years of my life, I was known as Little Martin because my father's name is Martin. I did. And, uh, <laughs> and, my, and my grandfather's name is Martin. So Whoa. my grandfather was Martin, my dad was Marty, and I was known as Little Martin. And uh, so, <laughs> hey, like that, that all started in New Jersey, you know, not far outside of New York City. That's where I grew up. Uh, I went to school uh, in South Carolina, which my parents thought I should experience a different part of the country and different culture. So I went to school in South Carolina and uh, then got my uh, degree in exercise physiology and then two more degrees, a degree in physical therapy and a master's degree in uh, health sciences. So health and fitness were always a big interest. And, uh, but then by a real twist of fate, I made the U.S. bobsled team. And then I was living in New York State and Utah at the Olympic Training Centers and wow. uh, got my real taste of travel and seeing the world, but also representing the country, which uh, was really a really cool experience, and then were, you I, a sprint, were you a track sprinter, like hundreds? I, I, was, a, I was a sprinter, but really predominantly, I was a javelin thrower, but always uh, fast and had to be explosive yeah. to, be able to do that. And uh, so, yeah, I guess you could, you know, definitely consider me a sprinter as well. And uh, and then I became a therapist, but maybe this will resonate. This is a big piece of my philosophy that I think hits a lot of people. Every day I would go to work, and I had a knot in my gut. That knot was telling me that I was doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. I, 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 hey, therapy, I enjoyed it. I was helping people, but I wasn't making enough impact. Ultimately, my body was telling me it wasn't my passion. And each day I would just go and, you know, I would kind of, like you said, going through the motions. I would just get through work and I was just doing things to, to maybe make some money so I could do the stuff I really loved on the weekends. And it was nuts. I, I'm buying weight equipment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to events. I'm competing. And I never realized that this was the thing that I really should have been pursuing. And yeah. years went by until finally I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to motivational tapes and my radio breaks. And that's when I said to myself, I just can't do this anymore, man. I'm sitting in traffic. I'm doing it. I have a job I don't like. And uh, you know what I did? I went in and I quit. And I quit and I just started traveling around to seminars, learning more. I met a uh, great friend and business partner and mentor, Bill Parisi, and he was oh, just starting his company. And uh, and I came on board. Speed schools, yeah. Yeah, and we started the Parisi Speed School, and we had a, we now have eighty locations. We've trained over a million kids. And when I was doing that, that's when I also started working with all the pros and all these fighters. And that's also where Training for Warriors was born. 
But, uh, and I say all these things because the millions of people that have been impacted with that and the books that I've written and the, the kids and the adults, it never happens if I don't have the courage to say enough is enough and it's time for me to do what I love. Not what the world says I should do, not what my parents say I should do. I have to do what I think is right. And I think that was the hardest decision I ever had to make, but it was the most courageous. It's the one that most people don't take. And I'll say this, for anybody listening right now, and I know there's many of you that you might say, oh man, I feel that not too, like I'm doing this thing, but this isn't what I wanna do. I wanna do this, but, but I have security or I, I, I have a kid or I, I can't, you know, the world, you know, my family says it's not a good idea. No, no, no. See, here's what I want to challenge you to. If you spend the next 60 years and you wake up and you're 80 and you're in a hospital bed and you look back and say, man, I could have done something else. You blew it. You mm -hmm. waste it because nobody's ever going to say, man, I didn't work enough. They're going to say, I didn't do the stuff I loved. I didn't have the life I wanted. And I think I just got... I got lucky and courageous by recognizing that early enough. But I'll say this, I wish I had the three years back when I, because it was three years I continued to go that I knew that wasn't what I wanted. And you know what? Yeah. Adam, you would have never seen that guy on stage you saw. Nobody would hear the energy that I'm speaking with now if I'm still doing that job that I was doing. <laughs> and uh, hey, so you want to awaken the alpha. The first step is to have the courage to understand who you are and what you were born to do and where you're supposed to go and then doing something yeah. about it. That's the hardest part is, find, yeah. is finding your path. Once you find it and you're committed, you're off and running. That's, that's the easier part. But it's this decision that you're talking about. And we asked, like, what's your awakening type moment? It sounds like it was when your radio broke. <laughs> so it's up to you. Though. When was that moment when you just thought, right, this is it? Was it you, your radio breaking? or Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the car. <laughs> It's the winter. I'm driving. All I had to drive was 17 miles, but those 17 miles could take me an hour and a half where I would just sit like oh, a zombie. No, that's, that's the killer. Yeah. Yeah. And at least I had, at least I had the tapes and I was getting better. And then when the radio broke and the worst part too, Hey, for everybody listening, I was worried like, Oh, I have a good job. It's secure. It, it's safe. I was making 30 grand working the worst hours, killing myself. And, and that was what I was afraid to leave. And finally, it was the, actually, I think the radio broke because that was the sign I needed. And uh, <laughs> finally, I said, man, there's more. There's more that I should be doing, more people that I can impact. I have more talent and more gifts to share. And yeah, that was, that was the moment where when it broke, I just remember just sitting there. <laughs> I, I, just, I just can't. Are you kidding? Like, are you kidding? This is the last, the, the, my last thing that I had. Yeah, the school broke the camel's back. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Exactly. So that was the moment. But what I'm challenging everybody is don't wait so long to have the moment. Listen to some of the people like myself and other people talk and you can get the moment earlier so you don't have to spend years in despair before you get there. And ultimately, too, every one of us knows someone that has a job that they hate. And here's a great line. Are you ready? This is a biggie. This one. Everybody listen. Everybody like get your eardrums like, you know, clean them out. Here we go. <laughs> don't get good at something you don't like. Don't get good at something you don't like. See, that's the worst thing you can do. You don't like computers, but you get really good at computers. Now you have a job and because you're good at it, you do it, but you hate it. Don't get good at uh, being like some marketing guy or don't get really good at your commute. It's coming full circle in this interview that 
yeah, like you never see that energetic, fired up guy if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing. And there was a time in my life where I wasn't. So somebody could ask for now, oh, I can't be like this guy. He, you know, he's just on fire. That's just how he is. No, no, I wasn't always like this. I'm like this now because I found the thing to be on fire about. And then I went. Everyone's got that, yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, it's, it's ultimately resonates with the whole concept of awakening the alpha because I did it. It wasn't like I was born this way and everything happened. Uh, hey, I suffered. And then when it was time to say it's, I'm done suffering and now I'm going to go for it. It was the hardest decision. But the minute I made it, it was like, I've never looked back. And I'll tell you what, it's been over 20 years since that time. Yeah. And it's been, it's been an awesome, awesome ride that I can only imagine if I was still in that one office uh, doing what I was doing. I, man, well, I, this is, I come from a similar background as a PE teacher. And like you say, if you, you stayed on that path, we could probably predict what would be happening. You'd probably be in that same office and it probably would be pretty much very similar. Um, yeah. And I think to, I was talking to, yesterday to someone about this in the new economy as well, this the, the old thinking is, oh, I've got my job security and security. This is the secure option. But more and more now, the supposed risky option is actually potentially more secure because you're in control. Whereas if you're working for someone constantly, you're at sort of their beck and call as in, you know, you could lose your job without, oh, yeah. yeah, with no, well, hey, hey, here's, here's the part. Don't last a lifetime anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless how we say it, maybe the best way to say it is, hey, Treat life like there is no security. You don't know if tomorrow is going to happen or not. So why spend today miserable? So it's ultimately, hey, whether you work for yourself or you work for somebody else, yeah, the days of a, of a pension and a career, especially here in the United States, that's over. They can take that from you at any time. Discover what it is you want. And then you also need to then come up with a plan how to get it. You want to keep things risk, you know, free as possible, especially, Hey, for anybody now that has children or, or, yeah. you know, what they're doing and Hey, it can all happen. But what I'm saying is the big part of this call is discover what your passion is really be honest with yourself about it, which might be the hardest thing to do and then figure out how you can make that possible. And once that happens, then start making moves. But I will say this, the sooner you start making moves, the faster it happens. So I don't know. I guess it's an exciting nerve that we hit right here because I never know where these are going to go. But uh, this is, you know, I couldn't think of something of a better topic to match. And hey, look up any of the greats in history, the people that did stuff, the people that took that chance, that, that built something in a garage or went for their passion and did it. Those are the people we remember. That's what this calls about. You want to be the alpha, then you got to start doing alpha stuff. And alpha stuff isn't- Pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being the alpha is doing whatever it is your wildest dream. You want to learn languages. You want to see the world. Hey, maybe you just want to have a beautiful house or a car or whatever else. What's your thing? There's a way to pursue it and get it because never in history, just like there might not be security, never in history before has there been a world set up that you can have anything you want if you really go for it. And you know what? I believe that too because uh, like I'm also pulling that off right now as well. In this journey, we like to ask, this is our Yoda question. Who helped you awake, awaken your alpha? I would say this, for why I'm the way I am as a coach, I would say I had this coach in high school and the guy was so passionate and so interested and he always, he got more out of the people he was around just because of his excitement. So I've always tried to model that. Uh, hey, uh, my mom was a PE teacher too. So uh, 
you know, but then left PE, wasn't find her passion and uh, created a company that worked with women with cancer. She just retired from that. So it became another oh, passion man. of hers. But my parents definitely huge inspirations for me. Because say, that always, sounds inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. They always showed me that uh, not only were they both independent business owners, but they showed me, they never told me there was anything I couldn't do. And then I would say, uh, hey, guys, like I said, Bill Parisi, you know, from business and, and some of the things and just what I learned, how he, how he would take risks and he would go for things. But then my friend Todd Hayes, one of my best friends who won the silver medal at the Olympics, this was a guy that he showed, hey, everybody told him he was crazy to pursue this. And now he just got the job as the head coach for the Jamaican bobsled team. So oh, he's yeah, now that he's retired. And then uh, I would say another inspiration maybe too would be uh, Henzo Gracie who was, uh, you know, not only a great friend, but the way that this guy lived with passion and, and, uh, and pursuit, like this guy came to America without a dollar in his pocket and now has built an empire. And these guys are all inspirations for me because I've watched them do it. So, and there's countless others. I'm not doing people justice of how many people uh, have inspired me, but, uh, but definitely the mentors are always out there. Those Yodas are out there. If you, if you seek them and if you look for them, knowing something isn't as important as doing something. And this call, you want to awaken the alpha, it's about doing something. It's not about just knowing what to do. It's doing what you know. We're going we're gonna to switch the, the, the tone of it now. and We're just going to change the pace up. This is the yin-yang round. So okay. what I'm going to do is hit you up with some 50-50 options and you just go with your gut and we'll find out a little bit more about you. Okay. <laughs> we'll go easy to start with. Tea or coffee? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I, I, I would say uh, tea. I, man, I really enjoy uh, a good, actually a good English tea. But mm -hmm. actually what I brew here is I brew Irish tea because it's actually stronger. At least that's what that's they good. tell us here. But I drink it straight. I don't uh, do milk and sugar. Okay. Night or day? <laughs> I guess what I would say is for productivity, night. Like I'm a night owl. Yeah. I'm definitely up late. I'm not an early morning guy. So if you've got to get me up at 5 or 6 a.m., I'll do it, but I hate it. So <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm most productive, and I've always been, yeah. is when the world sleeps, that's when I read. Team sport or individual sport? I'm an individual sport guy. Uh, definitely uh, it, just always performing track and field, uh, the combat arts. Uh, different things that I've done, but I've coached in team sport always. I like, I like to rely on myself, but I also like to compete with myself and yep. not, uh, and I think that, that, that the individual sports really allow that, that self-development maybe more than team. Okay. And this is the big one. <laughs> Schwarzenegger or Stallone? <laughs> Damn, that's a tough one. Quick, come on. Go. I'm going Schwarzenegger. I mean, hey, all the Stallone movies, I love them, but like Schwarzenegger was a real hero to me. Yeah. Like when I was a kid and I started lifting weights in my basement, I had all the, the you know, muscle and fitness magazines, yeah. the Schwarzenegger workouts. And uh, hey, from Conan to Commando to, you know, uh, some of my favorite movies growing up. But remember, I was a kid in the 80s, you know, so it was kind of like Schwarzenegger and Stallone were both huge then. But yeah. Definitely, I got to go with Schwarzenegger. I, you know, I don't, I never got the, the peak that he had, <laughs> but I always wanted to, uh, but I always thought I was going to get it. So, Schwarzenegger. That's awesome. Right. We're going to go on to the complete blank around now. So, you just got to complete the blanks and finish my sentence for me and we'll see, see where that takes us. Okay. So your best friend would describe you as? Uh, either asleep or ferocious. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that description has been... Uh, given to me by this person but i've heard it a lot of times too okay your favorite movie of all time is 
we're gonna have to do some editing here. Damn it! You said this was hard. Uh, tough one. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so I'll go with Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian. That's what's on my mind right now. Okay, I thought that might be on your head, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm close to you on that. Mine's Predator, Schwarzenegger, Predator. <laughs> that was a fine year. That was uh, 1987, Running Man and Predator out in the same year. He peaked there. <laughs> <was> beautiful. <laughs> Last time you were drunk was? Uh, uh, Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany. Oh, I saw, I think I saw some photos, man. <laughs> yes, that I'm was only this guy. The there are times when I'm jealous and I saw the, I was like, oh, Oktoberfest, man. <laughs> hey, that's, if I'm going to say I ever got drunk, that would be a good answer to give. Yeah, that's perfect. That's like, yeah, Oktoberfest is up there with like when people say Vegas, Oktoberfest. That's, that's all acceptable. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't count, right? For everybody else. <laughs> It's time to move on. So we're pretty much <laughs> we're pretty much to the alpha round. So this week you give us all your tools, tricks, and resources, and we start like to start that off with a bit of a book recommendation. Training warriors. I mean, if you want to build like build the alpha as well, physically as well as mentally, or just any books that spring to mind that you think would be useful to us. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I think a book that's useful to anybody. It's one of the best sold books of all time. I always recommend it. Is uh, how to win friends and influence people, and that's by uh, Dale Carnegie. And, uh, you know, they ha it was written a long time ago, but now the book has been updated. But I just think it, it, anybody that reads it, you would gain so many things that would benefit you as a person that would also help you to, to relate to other people, which in essence, these would all be a precursor to becoming the alpha. And uh, man, you can get this book on Amazon for a dollar used. <laughs> and, I, and I think it would be, you know, a, you know, money really well spent. I mean, I'm going to take training off the table. I'm going to assume you do that regularly and almost daily, if not daily. Um, what would you say is one of your true sort of alpha habits that you think is sort of the essence of part of your routine that you really keeps you on the straight and narrow? Is there anything that springs to mind? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's reading. So I have about 30 books on my desk, 50 under them that all have to get categorized and read, but I've got a thousand on my shelf. And what I would say is besides the physical training, uh, probably the most important thing is the mental training if you want to be an alpha. And that is you have to continue to develop yourself, continue to maximize your knowledge and, and who you are. And, and I don't think people read enough. And it's a simple, like you said, habit. Hey, even if it was 20 pages a night at the end of a year, you might read 20, 15 or 20 books, yeah. you know? And, uh, but Hey, I'll say this for everybody listening. I read a whole lot more than 20 pages a night. And I had developed this habit a long time ago. And now it's not something that I force myself to do. I can't wait to do it. When it comes to training for warriors, if you was training not just for fitness, but you was actually training potentially a warrior, just so like a rugby player, an American football player, a fighter, what are some key maybe exercises or activities that maybe are not in the mainstream that, you know? Could... I, I, would say, I would say the biggest one, and I call it the exercise that nobody does, is sprinting. Oh, so love I, it. I, you know, so sprinting is essential. I sprint twice a week and that's the part two. You don't have to sprint every day. Hey, yeah. twice a week. And I've been doing it for 30 years without fail. And you know what? I'm as fast as I was when I was 20. And, uh, so I would say, Hey, everybody knows about lifting weights and, and, and maybe some people jog around, but I'm really talking about using high velocity movements Fine. once you're safe and you know what you're doing. But if you look at the best bodies in the world, the, those athletes that you talked about, the rugby players, the football players, you know, the American football players, when you look at these guys, they have the body type we want, but yet no one does that type of training yeah. to get what we want. So without a doubt, I would say the secret is in the sprint. I'm coming from a pole vaulter, so I used to run maximum, when I was actually vaulting maximum, sort of 30 meters. And I love that, I just got in that, I just love the sprint training. And as I say, 
I used to do lots of very high intensity stuff and very lots of intervals. And I like I still even even when I'm carrying it, I try and get once a week is my sort of minimum. But absolutely love it, love the training. And the, it's just for all the things I do, I know the benefits from something like that is huge, absolutely huge. For and sure, like you would say, it's very rare you see a fat sprinter. <laughs> Go to a track. Go anywhere, and you'll see a lot of people walking. But you don't. I don't see anybody running. 30 meters or 40 meters you know it doesn't have to be staggering distances i'm not talking about running 400 meters yeah but i just don't see anybody moving with any velocity no. so i go um, short i don't think you can sprint any shorter than me <laughs> <laughs> who do you think i should interview next or very soon so we're usually looking for sort of two recommendations maybe someone you know that might be under the radar or one of your close contacts or just someone that you you would love to tune in yourself and hear on this show well one person for sure hey is uh you know, I've spent a lot of time with him of late. It's uh, his name is Jeffrey Gittimer. So he is, uh, he is uh, one of the, he's got the best selling sales book of all time. He's become a mentor to me lately and just, you know, man, just all around super dude, but the information and the stuff that he could share. I mean, this guy is an alpha. We're pretty much to the end now, but what's the best way if people want to find out more about train for is or just you or just when, when you're maybe where you're speaking next or anything like that about you, what's the best way people can get in touch with you? Um, I, I usually say, hey, go to trainingforwarriors.com. But also now people spend so much time on Facebook that uh, our Training for Warriors page, we have over almost 100,000 uh, followers Ooh. on there. And uh, that I'm always putting in really cool updates. If you like the motivation and the messages today, you got to get on there. And if anybody's interested in finding out more from me, I also have a, a website called uh, the dojo. And, uh, you know, it's a membership site, but there's so much motivation and information on training and development that, uh, this could be something they're interested in. Um, and finally, what's the one question you thought I was going to ask, or you hoped I was going to ask and I missed it. Is there anything? <laughs> well, that to I mind? think you had even said it. You said, Hey, what, you know, give me a quote, you know, like you were going to oh, say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do. when we sometimes like you were fired up to go, sometimes we just go straight into it. And I, then it works out quite nice though. Cause then we like finish our show with a, a quote that you like to live your life by and re really resonates with you. Well, well here's one. And, it, and uh, Hey, I wrote a book called Rooney's rules and I made up all these rules, these, these ideas, these concepts, their originals. And uh, this one is maybe my most powerful. And I think it sums up everything that we talked about. I, I think if I, there was one that I would want to be remembered for someday, you know, almost one that, you know, I'm talking could, could go on a tombstone. This one might be it. And, <laughs> and what it is is, what I say, and this should sum up everything we talked about today, it's give everything you can to everyone you know with every ounce you've got everywhere you go. So it's, it's just, it's doing your best in that every moment, no matter who it is, every interaction, everywhere you are. And, uh, and that was when I summed it up. I know it sounds like maybe Dr. Seuss wrote it, but that one, <laughs> that one, but that one is mine. And, uh, and that one has just become this mantra for me that when I wake up, these, these words are kind of etched in my head. And, and, and hey, I hope everybody listening uh, would agree that I, I, tr I lived up to it today on this call. Because I think this was a great one. And there's going to be a lot of people that benefit. Cheers. Well, thanks so much for bringing it all today. And like you say, <laughs> your time's valuable and you're busy, but you're bringing it every time. And yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. I'm glad, glad we finally managed to get this to, to work. It's been an absolute pleasure today. Cheers. No worries. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Youth Fit 2014.
Youth Health and Fitness Summit. If you work with under 18s and are passionate about raising the bar both in terms of your own coaching, your income and the lives of all those under 18s you help, you need to be here. Come and experience the first ever annual summit of the UK Youth Condition Association, Saturday, November 22nd, 2014. Speak it, we have the top experts in the UK when it comes to coaching, when it comes to fitness business, youth marketing, youth nutrition experts, movement experts, we have sports speed experts, physiotherapy experts. When I needed to get information like this, I had to go overseas to get it. If you're in the UK, you've got no excuses. Get your butt down here. The pre-launch is on now. Now's the time to get a good deal. Contact me, Adam Lewis Wolf. You can go through Facebook or you can look up UKYCACourses.com. Just get involved, get in contact. Now is the time. Let's take ownership of this. As the UK, we need our own summits and we can smash this. Hope to see you all there. Awaken your Alpha Podcast. Live limitless.